Blog Talk Radio. Household they grow up in, you know, some, you know, kids grow up in a household where uh, vocal 
language is thrown around like uh, the red and so you know so it just depends on the house but I get what you said parental advisory uh, whatever you know that little they put on rap albums uh, you're going to put that on this episode <laughs> I haven't seen a parental advisory in a minute, because, you know, we don't buy seats. Yeah, no I ain't seen no seats. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. So, the player that I can't stand, I can't stand special hate bouquet and just send it on to his doorstep, and that is the Angelo Funk-ass Can't Cover Hall. And I'm going to tell you like this. D'Angelo Funk-ass Can't Cover Hall. And I had to put all that in there because I can't see D'Angelo Hall. And it, it, let me put it like this. D'Angelo Hall, when you came out of Virginia Tech, I respected you. I was saying, I like it. You know, versatile. You know, can return. He's got great quality skills. You got to understand is that Oakland Raiders and New York Giants. And in Oakland Raiders, we need to get another cover corner because, you know, Charles Woodson left and, um, we had Nandi. You know, Nandi was our shutdown on the one side. So, you know, when the Raiders, this is great. You know, big up to Al Davis. This is, I, I hate to say it, this is one of Al Davis' most dumbest. He made so many, he won't get on it. But, you know, Al Davis passed away a few years ago. But I, I don't want to talk about the sick, you know, saying his health. But I'm just sitting here saying, like, I, was, yeah, I don't know what the hell was going on. I, mean, I think it was more than. You know, I think he had a whole bunch of illnesses. <laughs> I mean, because when you give D'Angelo Hall a seven-year, $70 million contract, $24.5 million guaranteed, you expecting him to be a shutdown corner. And you got to understand with Open Raiders, the second deck, led by the great Hall of Famer, Willie Brown, who's been on the staff ever since he retired uh, from the Raiders back in the 70s, with the best all-time cover corner, you know, he says he recruits a lot of these players. He said, listen, you come over to Oakland, you're going to play man-to-man defense. And 90, we already know what 90 did back in the 2000s. Just used to shut people down. I mean, you know, quarterbacks didn't even look like 90 used to get bored. Just, oh, man, I'm bored. So I'm thinking, you know, 90, and, and now we got uh, D'Angelo Hall. I think this is going to be a great tandem. Mm, no, not so fast, my friend, because D'Angelo Hall, his ass got cut on November 5th. He ain't even make it to December. He ain't even make it to the off season. He ain't even make it to the holidays. <laughs> His ass got cut on November fifth, and the organization said, "Well, he couldn't. He uh, he couldn't um, adapt to the race man to man style defense. I mean, he used to give up ass severely every week. I mean, I've never seen a player just look so lost out there. You know what I'm saying? He's got, he has speed. It's not like he's not slow. But here's my thing: if you I've, if General man, I'm gonna pay yo at seventy million dollars. You better be able to come in here and just shut people down. I mean, we're talking about pressing right there on the line of scrimmage. You ain't getting free release, and we're talking about you like glue. Every side of the field, you. Yep, I got you. I got the best receiver. But D'Angelo Hall, he couldn't do that, man. It was just terrible. And I'm so glad that the Rays finally got rid of his ass. But it just goes to show, Al Davis made a bad investment. I mean, it happens like that. You know, I mean, a lot of you know, a lot of our fans are investors. You know how it goes. I mean, you're a big stock investor. You're like, oh, I like this stock. I think this stock's going to score. But guess what? That stock, ah, serious, like, yes, it was four, four, five, like a bad firecracker. Serious, good. And that's what D'Angelo Hall was in Oakland. That's why, to this day, I can't stand him. I just can't stand D'Angelo Hall. $70 million, highway robbery, you can't be man in man in Oakland. How in the hell is your ass still in the NFL league? 
Uh, well, Nick, you know he still gets a lot of interceptions. Look, man, <laughs> his ass is in the right place at the right time. It's not on pure ball of work skill because if that happened, he would have done that. I say the S word. He would have done. I gotta say, he would have done that shit in Oakland. Well, yeah. Anything else to say about the Angela I'm done. I'm done with his ass. All right. So the hate I got to impart on somebody today, which. Hey, shouldn't be a surprise to any of the fans because I've been hating on this dude ever since the start of the Neek and Chuck show. And Kel right now, the current, presumably, the starting left tackle for the New York Jets. Now, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, I don't want to hear it. Just, shh, I don't want to hear it. Because as we all know, Pittsburgh Steelers fans like to look at the world through yellow, <laughs> yellow frame glasses. And they talk about, oh, Kelvin Beecham won that bad 2014. He's the best in the league. Yeah, that's great. This is like his sixth year in the league. One out of six years ain't that great. Yes, I understand he was a seven-round pick. He was like the third or fourth out that year. The Steelers had like three or fourth-round picks. And he was like the third or fourth-round uh, pick. He was like the fourth tackle on the roster. And he earned his way. He worked his way. Well, he earned his way onto the team, and due to injuries, he ended up, you know, five games his rookie year. Next year, he came and played more games. Uh, 2014, I can't lie. I can't hate. He had a hell of a season. I think, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, he was, like, the fifth the fifth rated best uh, tackle in the league, which is pretty damn good, especially in the AFC North, because they play some hellfire pass rushers in the AFC North. Um, but it was just about his game I didn't like. Yes, as a left tackle, he's a little short uh, at 6'2", 6'3", whatever his weight is, a little small. Um, and he has the bar of, he has the body of a guard. But he played left tackle. So that has to say something about uh, his athletic skills. But it was something about his game I didn't like. And then, and what was that, 2015, he came for injury, or he, had, he got injured. Uh, his season was shortened. And now this is where I have to, you know, I hate going out there and running off stats like, ah, yeah, he he had he gave up this many sacks. This is blah blah blah. I go off what I see. Yes, the number count for something, but I go off what I see. I watched Kevin Beecham play. I saw something. I see he had an ACL injury, which we know is pretty gruesome. But he is neat. I think he he only been a year league for years. He was young, left tackle. He just came out a pretty damn good 2014 campaign and left tackle for the Steelers. Uh, I think the Steelers only gave up uh, like 5.1 pressures per pass. So ridiculous that. Uh, so he's pretty damn good. So even after ACL injury, if he was so valuable to the Pittsburgh Steelers, wouldn't they sign him? I mean, I understand that uh, Alejandro Villanueva, you know, he's doing those uh, – Commercials now. I don't even know the insurance commercial now. I understand he came in, he balled out, uh, so that made Beecham a little bit more expendable. But if he was really, really that good, when they find a way to keep him, okay, you have Alejandro on the side. Oh, maybe Beecham over to the right side. Maybe move him into the guard, move him somewhere if he was that good. But they was cool to let him go. He went uh, the next. He played with Jacksonville, as we all know. Last year it was the horrendous. He signed by one of the what Nick and I uh, are predicting is going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, New York Jets. 
He's going to get less starting tackle. So let's see, fans. Let's see how he's going to come back. Yeah, 2014 had a pretty damn good year. Two, 2015 got short and injury. 2016 last year, he stunk up the place just like he said he was. And let's see what he's going to do this year. And then maybe if he could cut out a ball, which I doubt, maybe show what he is. But right now, that can't beat you. Can't stand him. But he's the exact team he deserved to be in. New York Jets, you know what? Well, how you to come out there and make me eat my words, but I seriously doubt that. All right, man. Way to uh, uh, hold down the floor on Beecham because I was going to give you some assists in there, but you didn't need no assists on Beecham to hate on him, man. Because I, you going to say, because we don't have much time. If we had an hour long show, no, he's overrated, man. I mean, he gets. You can hit him with the left hand, the right hand. You can pull around him. You can hit him so many different ways, man. He's just easy to bag, man. I, I feel you, man. Like you said, he had a great season a couple years ago, but a long time ago. It's been a while. All right. I got to come up with, man, and I actually, you know what? Let me, let me refresh this. Baltimore Ravens fans. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to you guys. I'm sure you might be going to call in right now. I won't, like, he's actually going to have words for me, but I'm not going to click over. I'm not going to add him a lot <laughs> because this is just strictly hate. This is coming from our hateful heart right now. <laughs> but I just got to say, man, I can't stand Joe Flacco. I can't stand his ass. I don't know what the hell about his quarterback, man. I mean, I understand he was a Super Bowl MVP a few years ago, and I understand that, you know, he led the team to a Super Bowl. But you got to understand. Baltimore Ravens team had heart, had heart on both teams. I mean, he was just balling in all positions. And Flacco, I got to give it to him. He was decent. But he wasn't like my Ted Worthy. I mean, I hear people talking about how he's the next John Tanner. Oh, he's a Hall of Famer. Who what? I mean, he has a Super Bowl. Okay, let's see if it's another Super Bowl, which I hardly doubt it. But when I look at the stats, man, you're going to make this guy all the freaking money. Like I said, let's look at these. Look, let's just go back to the last year's okay? So he threw for 1,500 yards. And let's see, that was in 2014. 2015, he only played 10 games okay, uh, due to an injury. But then last season, actually, okay, wow. since 2008, in eight years, it took him eight years to hit over 4,000 passing yards. Eight years to get over 4,000 passing yards. Years to get over 4,000 passing yards. And people want to sit here and say quarterback. Let's look at the touchdown interception rate. I'm going to go back to the 2013, 2015, 19 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. Okay, 2014. Yeah, that's when the Baltimore Ravens did thing that year. 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. 2015, like you said, season cut short. 10, 14 touchdowns, 12 picks, active. Finished those six games out. He probably had about 20 touchdowns, 22 interceptions. And last season, 20 touchdown passes, 15 interceptions. So when I hear these numbers, it doesn't sound like a Hall of Fame quarterback. That's just going to keep in. I just look at him kind of as like a game manager. He's very with arm. He doesn't try to watch some of his throws. He doesn't like to push the ball 20 plus yards downfield right now. Hey, 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 the fans are sitting there. Oh, 
with you guys. Captain Check, that's what Chuck and I call him. Because that's what he does. He he goes to archery, maybe look at his screen, then he dumps it down, passes it down to the run back in the flat, so a little tight end, five, six, seven yard pass, curl, blah, blah. But you won't see too many posts of Joe Flacco because he's that quarterback to air it out. So with being said, Joe Flacco, I can't stand you. I don't know what the excitement is about with you, man. I don't see you as a Joe Montana quarterback. I don't see you as a Hall of Fame quarterback right now. Because, like I said, eight years to get over four with some passes. Years? Come on, man. Get on out here with that crap. Bottom line, Joe Fucko, I can't stand your ass. And you are not a Hall of Fame worthy quarterback or a pocket NFL quarterback. Here's the thing. This is why the hate is so strong for Joe Flacco. is. You hit it right on the head. He's not a – he doesn't throw the post. He's not a post-passing quarterback. He has arm four. Matter of fact, he has the prototype arm. Like, most quarterbacks, like Jack Kidna, uh, Chad Pennington, uh, Andy Long, they would keep an arm like Joe Flacco. And they still throw good post-pass. Man, when the last time you seen Flacco throw a post? It's very rare. I mean, it's like, you know, like seeing a, a purple eagle. That's why he's got the check down, man. That's why the hate is so strong for Joe Flacco. Because he's supposed to be building with the rocket can arm that he occasionally uses on flies and go routes or whatever. But his arm is built for and you rarely see it. Anyway, let's move on for Captain Checkdown. Because that was some good. Now, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Instead of just going hating on a particular player or organization or something like that. I'm a hate on the hate of Tom Brady. There's so much hate of Tom Brady out there. I don't understand it. Now, fans, I must admit, Tam, Tom Brady's been playing for, uh, what's this, like 17 years now, uh, and the Patriots have been dominant for 15, 15 of those years. Um, and I was like everybody else. I think first three, three Super Bowls, Victories. I could stand the trees. I couldn't stand them, just like you couldn't stand them. But they happen to be in the Cincinnati, to the Cincinnati Bengals game, the New England Patriots quarterback Brady. And I just sit there and person. I had that that was that hit was nice and, and fertile. I was on the Patriots so bad, especially because they were in my Bengals that day. But I'm sitting there watching Tom Brady in person. And he would, it was just a thing of beauty. It, it, he would drop back five, six step drops. It was like he was he was in the middle of taking a nap. With big five, six, three hundred pounds is trying to come up. He was in a pocket. Pocket. So fluid. So fluid. It, it was just much. And I'm like, I still remember this as clear as day. Like, can't hate man. Like, why do I hate me? It's beautiful to play football. And that's the day I fell in love with Tom Brady. I'm a fan. I have a fan. I have mad respect for Belichick. Just hating like we're doing it. But we admit we hating. So, all this hate on the end. And as, as time went on, I started to dig more and deeper. The Tom Brady's and how, what happened? With, how he had to fight and scratch, and then when he got to the Patriots, how he was—I uh, think it was Charlie 
the offensive coordinator at the time, and how he called Charlie Dyson the middle of the night and just bug him. It's just how hard he worked. Because you look at how hard Tom Brady worked. Like, you, like, it's a testament to how great he is. And then on top of that, he seemed like the coolest, nicest dude in the world. He can't dance for shit. Nick, I should be able to get one sheet in. He can't dance for shit. Everybody in the little goofy video of him dancing. Yes, he's a, a supermodel. Uh, but where is his statement? You can hang on the fact that he's successful. Uh, people claim he's handsome. He, I, I, I don't know. He looks like a regular, you know, white dude with a cleft chin. But he's handsome, has a beautiful wife, uh, five-time Super Bowl champion. This is a great. You can hang on but you can't hang on the player. Y'all ain't going to stop it. I ain't even going to beg you to stop it. I'm just hate, hate Tom Brady because, yes, you can hate Bill Belichick because the way he's being smug, whatever. You can hate him. You can hate on him. You can hate all that. But Tom Brady, really, like, he doesn't jerk from, you know. No, Tom Brady has been. And then when the flag Whatever that other that was called, yeah, that was. But that's over. They still winning, so you can call them cheaters all you want, and all you want. But I'm hating on your hate. So there, hate on the hate. All right, let, let, let's finish up this stuff, this man. Cause I'm gonna get my name Chuck Warren as well. Yeah, I got the quick one. All right, let's let's make it real. Quick. Even football, <laughs> gotta get all right, all right, real quick with me. I'm going to finish off my segment, uh, Hate Fortnite. And I just got to send out a lot of hate, man. I can't stand, and I hate those that love to live in the past. And those fans that love in the past, it goes straight to the punk-ass Steelers fans and them damn Dallas Cowboys fans. I hate y'all my efforts, man. You know my efforts. Now, you guys, man, I, I mean, let me break down the teams that I love, man. I'm a diehard Miami Hurricane fan. You don't hear me go around talking about that play in 2001, uh, 2001, I was very, that 34-yard uh, touchdown pass, man, against Florida State. Oh, I don't go around in that crap, man. I know what we did. I know that 2001 Miami team is probably the greatest college football team of all time. But I don't. I hate these fans that keep going around like these Steelers fans. Hey, my Steelers fan. Oh, uh, you a Steelers fan? Oh, hey, man, six Super Bowls, six Super Bowls, six Super Bowls. Uh, I'm tired of him. Then them Cowboys fans. Oh, Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, all the biggest trio, trio of all time. Oh, what you know about that? Oh, we're America's team. Why in the hell are we America's team? I don't get it. Why? What the hell you is in 20-something days living off what they did in the past? The fans of teams that did well in the past, just shut the F up and keep that shit to your damn self. And don't go around in the world about it. I don't want to hear it in the bar. Oh, what team do you like? I'm still the fifth. Super Bowl, six Super Bowl, six Super Bowl. Shut the hell up. And then you wonder why your ass got out. Just keep your mouth shut and shut the hell up. Because I don't want to hear it. Chuck don't want to hear it. I'm telling you right now, a lot of football fans don't want to hear it. They be less violence in bars, less violence on the street. If you fans in the past, quit living in the and just shut the hell up and keep it to yourself. And that's the end of that. That's the end of Neek's rant for the night show. We enjoyed the show. Chuck's about to get his in. But listen, 
fans of teams in the past, shut the hell up. Ooh, feel good, don't it, Nick? Well, you're going to sleep good tonight, ain't you? <laughs> and we ain't going to have no nightmares for a couple weeks, boy, get episode. We ain't never done this before. But one thing we do on the Nick and Chuck show is we keep it, you know, we keep it real. A lot of people say they keep it real. No, we keep it real here. We got some hate out there. Uh, we letting the hate out. We ain't keeping it in. We ain't hiding it under another, no anything. Like, we letting it out. Now, fans, we all love you. I know Nick just, <laughs> Nick just told off the Cowboy and Steelers fan. But we love you. We love you. But on the outside, we had to get the head off and we had to shake it off on you like some bad dangerous or whatever. Um, but now we're going to shake it off for you, spread it off, and then come back and see you next week because we got all love. Yes, we're going to talk bad about you sometimes, but then we're going to talk good about them as well. And then you can call in, talk bad about our team. Like, I know a couple episodes ago, I said, don't call in here talking no stuff about the Bengals fans. But that was for the day. I was, in a, I was a little moody today. I don't know if some hormone balance or something was off that day. So, but I'm good. You call in, hate on my Bengals all you want. You call in, hate on the Giants all you want to. Call in, hate on the Raiders all you want to. It's all love here on the Nick and Chuck Show. Except for today, where we dropping serious hate. And now my hate broadcasting community. Because <laughs> in general, like when I watch football, when I watch football games, it's usually you can ask Nick right here. Y'all can ask, call in right now. Is it true? He'd be like, yeah. When when Chuck walk, watches football games, he watches them on Because I can't stand 99.9% of broadcasters. I mean, they're terrible. I mean, and then towards the end of John Madden's career, he started to get terrible. And, you know, John Madden is a certified legend. You know, we grew up as kids playing video games. But towards the end of his career, he was pretty terrible. I got tired of hearing him. Pat Merall, that Alzheimer's was kicking in. And he, he was just losing it everywhere. But now, but those dudes are legends compared to the guys that's on TV today. <coughs> John Gruden, when he first came out, I loved him. He was excellent. But just like they said in Batman, you live on the, uh, I don't forget what the damn quote is, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Talk about something about you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Well, if you're broadcasting long enough, you you gonna turn you gonna start sucking just like the other dudes. And John uh, John Gruden sucks. Now he started off great, but now he's been turned into that typical broadcast stuff and rubbed off on him. He's no longer the coach. He's just another one of these bums out here. But the broadcaster I got to give the most hate to is Trey Wingo. I don't even know what show he does on ESPN anymore. All I know is when all the people at ESPN got laid off and Trey Wingo's name went on the uh, list, I put a couple holes in the wall. I mean, I watch ESPN like that anymore. Um, but Trey Wingo has got to be one of the worst announcers out there. He's pretty terrible. He comes on – well, not pretty terrible. He, he's the worst of, like, W, w – hold on, what, W-U- RST, <laughs> he's the worst. He's the worst, man. So, uh, I got to throw shade at Trey Wingo. And then, just my final piece of hate, I got to dispense that. Ain't got nothing to do with sports. and nothing to do with football. It has all to do with music. That's me. Y'all know who Migos are. Apparently, they're in like rap room from Atlanta out right now. And I know heard a couple of songs. This has got to be the worst music I heard in my life. I mean, I understand that, you know, hip-hop rap music nowadays is, is, is terrible. But Migos made the worst thing I've ever heard in my existence. And I am sending you dudes certified hate. 
I mean, Jordan would have whipped y'all ass. I ain't seen the video, but I heard about it. You guys is terrible. And but finish off with that beautiful hate to the Migos. Y'all suck. Yeah, sorry about that. But uh, I just want to add this real quick. It's only got about 20 seconds. Trey Wendell, I probably was about to write a letter to ESPN hoping that your ass was going to be let go. Caps lock. Oh, one page. It could have been five pages. It could have been damn novel. I can't stand you, man. You should need to go. But Migos, I can't stand y'all either as well. But fans, if you missed this hate show live, go to iTunes. Now, Nika Chuck Show. We'll see you guys next week.